Hello and welcome. Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode of Buddha is Calling podcast, the one and only podcast made for anyone like you to discover how to live a life with intention and find the true purpose of your life. Whether you're a student, a mom, a working professional, an entrepreneur, or the president of any country in the world, if you're someone trying to find your true calling, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice when you listen to Buddha is Calling podcast. As we begin this journey with season one, you're in to experience true transformation through personal stories of our guests that include famous life coaches, fitness experts, entrepreneurs, inventors, songwriters, and many other success enthusiasts as they share the details of their life stories and unravel the moments when they found the true purpose of their lives. Stay tuned till the end of each episode where we discuss the changes that you can make in life right now that help you to discover your true calling instantly. So welcome once again to Buddha's Calling Podcast and enjoy the episode. Before we start, make sure you follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at the way Buddha is Calling Podcast to continue being a part of this conscious and elevated tribe. Let's begin. Hello and welcome. Today we have with us famous artist. He's based in Canada and we're here to discuss with him about his life, about what motivates him and also about how he lives his life with purpose and true intention. So over to you Lewis. So we would love to know a bit of a background about uh, your life, uh, how you got started and where you're at. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sharika. Big Blue, a famous artist, soon to be, I'd like to think, soon to be, I'd like to think. However, not quite yet. This is, I'm actually quite early in my artist career. Um, I'll get into more of the details, but essentially we're what? We're March 2021 right now. So it was, it was August of 2019 when I decided to actually pursue a career as a rapper. Now, August 2019, I wouldn't have been able to tell you at all what that what that entails and and even today i'm obviously more familiar with what that requires however there's still so much that i have yet to learn um but before i actually started rapping i'll tell you a little bit of background like you asked and so that people can be more aware of why i'm doing what i'm doing so i was born and raised in the caribbean a tiny tiny island called saint martin and fun fact about the island so that people can remember it more easily is that it's actually the sixth smallest landmass in the world divided by two countries so there's one half the dutch half and then the french half i was born on the dutch half that's the southern part it's the smaller half but uh, yes i was born and raised there I lived there for 15 years with my family before my parents decided to send me off to boarding school. And I did boarding school in Canada, very close to Toronto. I did that for three years. Um, 
So I moved here for boarding school, not necessarily against my will, but I wasn't ecstatic to leave the, the warm Caribbean environment and jumping into the snow. I mean, I've never at that point seen snow in my life. So that was a big adjustment. And then not living with my family was also a big adjustment. So that really, in short, caused me to become more independent at, a, at an earlier age. That being said, I did have support at the boarding school and it wasn't like there weren't any adults around us, <laughs> but, but I didn't have that parental supervision that was constantly there. So it was, it was almost an acceleration of responsibility or acquiring responsibility. From there, I went into university to study biology. At, at that, this point in time, I wanted to become a doctor. I thought this was my calling, what I had to do with my life and I liked science. I mean, I still do. And I don't at all regret studying science because it, it, I do believe it's framed a lot of the way that I think and, and process thought, if at least. And in doing my degree, I realized maybe I'm not cut out for medicine. This is a little bit more challenging than I thought. This isn't the direction that I want to go, but also what direction do I want to go in? Uh, and I feel like a lot of people at that age and they're in their very early 20s, late teens, even late 20s, let's be honest here, don't necessarily know what they want to do. And um, this was really hitting me a lot. And at that time, instead of really focusing on what I wanted to do with a career, I, I, I was focusing on, hey, how can I find a way to stay in Canada? And in order for me to do that, I needed to work for a year in my field of study so that I can acquire permanent residency. Because remember, when I, when I immigrated to the country, it was just on like a student visa. And then I had the one-off work visas here and there. But if I wanted to stay here after graduation, I had to do a whole next slew of steps, um, which I did. It was a longer process than, than <laughs> I think You're it should have taken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it took, it took approximately 11 years for, for since I got here to when I got permanent residency. So that was a whole mess as well which added to like, I think my personal development and, and changing my life. If I didn't stress with that so much, I don't think I would have been at the point where I was so upset or unimpressed with what I was doing. So I wouldn't have necessarily spent all the time reflecting and, and, and restructuring my day-to-day -day activities to get to the point where I'm at today. Um, so as I started doing that, I, I finally got permanent residency I had to leave the country a couple of times because of little hiccups there while I waited, um, which which added to a little bit of the dilemmas. But with that, with those setbacks, I was able to come back and realize, hey, as humans, we are constantly thrown different challenges and my hardship might look different than your hardship, but we can all find a way around these hardships and maybe not by yourself maybe it's through a conversation that you have maybe it's a clip that you've heard maybe it's a book that you've read but as humans we should all be able to overcome the different experiences that we have and i came to realize and and as i was doing personal development i found my own voice and i thought hey if i have a voice and i'm really engulfed in personal development and motivation why not become a motivational speaker and and so i began following that path a lot more but as I went through that path, I was like, maybe I'm just talking about motivation because this is what's going through my head constantly. Maybe it's not what I want to be doing as a, as a full-time career. I don't want to necessarily be a motivational speaker, but I can speak and be motivating as well. 
while I dive further into what my niche was. I still didn't know necessarily what that niche was. Um, but in doing the speeches, funny enough, I would have music on as, as I would build my outlines and then it would come time to practice the outline. I would have to turn off the music because I, I need to get into the, into the zone. I pull up the mirror. So I'm staring at myself in the mirror and I kind of dreaded that process, not because I was staring at myself and like judging myself so vividly, but because the music was off. And so I thought one day, why not write something to a beat to some music and I'm 27 years old at this point. So never before did I say I was a creative individual. And so I put these two together and it was within 15 minutes, I had my first verse. It was a horrible verse, but I was bobbing, you know, I was having a good time. And um, beautiful, that's, that's <laughs> such, such a beautiful story. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, when you when you talk about these hiccups, there are quite a, a few moments that you, uh, you were sharing when we connected earlier. Um, and you were sharing a bit about the hiccups that you had while you had to go back, coming back. What was that struggle period? What did that look like when you weren't too sure? Of course, you know, 2019 was a transformative year where you decided you found interest with music and that was your solace. Um, and before that, you know, you, uh, you kind of got into motivational speaking. So all of those things are beautiful. But what does does one go through and what does that process look like for a young person like you um when when you know you're in that struggle period you're having to go back to the country what kept you going well i i, I definitely couldn't have done it without the mentorships that i acquired online um i think that a lot of different individuals have people that influence them in their lives and they might not even be aware of this mm -hmm. But as I began the personal development, I became more aware of myself and of those around me. And I believe I'm, I'm on the right path in terms of answering your question. But I had influences throughout my life and some were better than others. But once I realized that like, hey, I need to actually change my diet altogether. That was, I suppose, one of the hardest and, and most ongoing challenges that I had to experience at the very beginning. And I want to expand on diet. It's not necessarily the food that I'm eating. It's the content that I'm receiving. It's what I'm spending my time visually looking at. It's the people that I'm spending my time with because all of this comes into you. If, if, if I'm breaking it all the way down, I'd like to think that we're energy. We're, we're just always in flow and we take on the energy that other people around us give off. And all of that really internalizes and builds up your subconscious. That's really the root of who you are. It's what you do when you don't know what you're doing. It's what you do subconsciously, really. And once you are able to manipulate that, then you can really change the game and overcome everything. So removing myself from the toxic environments was... Uh, and I don't want to say toxic because I did have a lot of friends that they're great people but they just they weren't necessarily on the same path that I was on. So because of that, I did have to separate. Um, I do associate it as toxic because like I was doing a lot of drinking, a little bit of drug abuse at that point in time as well, but I don't at all blame those people. I was putting myself in that position, you know? Yeah. 
I think that that's the most powerful thing about your story and all that you've shared today is all to do with persistence. I think yours is a typical story of persistence where, you know, you're having to battle not just, you know, home, you're, you're battling to call it your home, right? In a way, uh, with yeah. the PR thing going on. And huge credit to you on managing that so well. And I'm sure a huge credit goes out to the mentors that you sought out help with. Um, so my next question to you would be, I think it, this, this is going to be a huge benefit to the audience. And I would, we would all love to know, how did you set yourself to a creative journey? Yeah, it was, it was quite interesting because I'm so new to this experience, relatively speaking, about three years. Uh, it was the personal development that really got me going. There were a couple of milestones that happened. Um, one, because, because I like the name of this title is called Buddha's Calling. I had a psychedelic experience with mushrooms and that was one seriously life-altering experience for me. Um, I don't necessarily like to talk about it with people my age because a lot of people my age will abuse it. Mm. Um, I think it's a lot deeper to, to, I need to, to what this can do. Well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then for me, what happened was I was looking in a mirror and I went from my age, my, my youthful good looks, <laughs> to probably 90, 95 years old within a mere what seemed to be seconds. And wow. to me, that was a signal from the universe saying, hey, man, if you don't do anything different, you're going to grow old and die. And that's it. And to me, that was tremendously eye-opening. Um, and that was just a couple of months before I actually had to leave the country for the third time. The country that I had to leave was Canada and I was going back home to St. Martin uh, because I was waiting for permanent residency. Then, oh no, I'm going home and I don't necessarily want to go home because I have everything moving here. Like I'm, I'm building my life. This is a very abrupt stop. But okay, now I have to go home. So that was another factor that contributed to, hey, change happens <laughs> regardless of if you want it to or not what are you going to do about it? Right? Beautiful. So I had to embrace that change. And then what was super, super cool was the time that while I was home, I ended up being there for five months, but I had the mentality like, Hey, if I have to stay here, what am I going to do here with my time? Am I going to try and start a new business? Am I going to like do charitable work? Am I just going to sit on the beach and wait for a phone call? Maybe so that I can go back to Canada. And I tried to like, really integrate myself with the community there and as i was doing so i was able to build relationships with old friends that i hadn't i i suppose really connected over a long period of time because when i would go home it was like a week or two and you see your friend maybe for like one or two nights for an hour but it's nothing like real you know so i was able to get that going and i was able to actually do that with my parents able to be home for five whole months with my parents to to like to mend that relationship and, and, and learn more about who they were as actual adults instead of just mom and dad. Um, it was tremendously uh, game changing for me. I was able to see that about them. They were able to see me more as a man. And because of that, I was able to see myself more as a man. And um, Beautiful. it's just, it escalated from there. Beautiful. I, I love the story about your family. In fact, that brings me to my next question. 
um i know that you know parents have a huge impact on kids and you had to of course you know stay away from them uh, the majority of your teenage years and when you were a young adult so um tell me this experience about 13th june your mom's birthday what what changed around that time i think june 16 2019 was important date right and um, yeah. you d- you decided to do something very important yeah. very different so uh, share a little story and about perfect it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, June 16th, 2019 was a, a marvelous day, I have to say. Uh the reason was I'll tell you the back story before, but I said that I was back home in St. Martin up until August 2018 because of permanent residency issues. And once I got my permanent residency card, I was able to return to the country and work. Only issue is I didn't really have other than a little bit of pharmaceutical sales experience, work experience. I didn't want to return to that. but i had serving experience serving and bartending experience so i thought hey i'm super super broke right now because i've had all of these lawyer fees because i wasn't working because of this and this let me just get back to serving and bartending i know it it's easy i'll get some money and then i'm out of here once i figure out what i'm doing next so i did that in august 2019 i started the job sorry 2018 i got the job and i told myself i'm not doing this for more than a year that's it and then i figure out why don't i work on myself as an individual and 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 de- like delivery speech ability that kind of stuff so i started doing this kind of working on myself in addition to the personal development right like what else can i do to improve myself and build on it and that led to the idea of why don't i just become a motivational speaker boom that's an idea i'm going to quit my serving bartending job so i can become a motivational speaker because Look at me everyone wants to listen right You're such a cool vibe why not <laughs> Thank you so I do I do still want to do speaking and I very much will I I quite enjoy it Yeah so once I realized that I can do the speaking quite well I figured let's let's continue to do this let's continue to do this a little bit more and I got to the point where I thought I was in a position where I could put together enough content that was sufficient enough to do well on YouTube. Just the way the days worked out, I chose June 16th, which was super close to my mom's birthday, as the day that I would no longer be serving and bartending. I told myself that that would be the day that I no longer work for people. It would be the day that I begin working with people and and it has been like that. Uh I wouldn't say that since that day I've made nearly as much money as I was making before, but I've never been happier and um I've I haven't actually learned as much as I have I don't think in any period of time outside of what I've learned in the past I think 3 to 4 years. So beautiful. Making that decision to actually just jump despite how nervous it was like that that's beautiful. Again, another example of your persistence, right? So, it's all about training your mindset and being ready for it, being ready for any kind of a result at the end of the tunnel because you're growing any which ways. So, that's beautiful. Um I and yes. and I know that you have a lot of, you know, you got a lot of creative juice going with the whole music story. So, tell us a little about how you began as a intern rather in a big studio and then how you grew up the ladder. Share a little story about that as well. already already so in the pursuit so I, i bring i brought you already to august 
August 2019 was a little bit of a whirlwind because that's when I actually truly started like embracing rap and writing these verses. I, I, I challenged myself to write 30 verses in 30 days, something that I read rappers do. <laughs> so I thought if I'm going to be a rapper, I may as well do what rappers do. And I started doing that. Um, and I did that for 30 days and I came to an abrupt halt, if you will, because that's when I had my first knee surgery. I had knee surgeries on my left and right ACL and meniscus. And because I had my ACL knee surgery, I had my mom fly in so that she can help me out. Mm -hmm. Right. So my mom's here. She's learning that I'm doing motivational speaking and that I want to do rapping. And she says, Hey, Louie, you should probably call a studio. I don't even know. Like, what, what do you mean? Call a studio? Like, what does that even mean? Call a studio. So I ended up searching 10 different studios that were locally in the area. Obviously that's what local means. <laughs> and of that, two of them answered and of the two that answered only one responded to my follow-up and keep in mind that I was just out of surgery. So I was two weeks out of surgery. I couldn't even walk yet. And I'm on the phone with these guys. Hey, um, I want to be a rapper. I just don't necessarily know what to do, where to go, who to speak to. What can you do? <laughs> um, and we ended up having a fun conversation for about 10 minutes. And I told him, hey, I can't even drive right now. So maybe we can set a meeting for like six weeks down the road. Right. And we set the meeting for six weeks down the road. And I told him, I'm doing my motivational speaking. I'm doing my rap with my motivational speaking. I want to almost support that by doing a podcast where I interview different kinds of entrepreneurs with creative stories that we can share light on, on, on share light so that other people can grow essentially. Um, very similar to what we're doing with the go produce concept, but this was just general entrepreneurs. And as I came and got more involved with them, they learned that, Hey, he wants to do a podcast. He wants to learn studio operations and he can exchange work for us. So we began that relationship. We both realized me personally, that there's more here that I can um, learn from. And they realized, Hey, this guy can also help us grow. So naturally we formed some kind of synergy. And through that discussion, instead of doing my own personal podcast, we brainstormed, how can we make a podcast that benefits the studio and myself? Beautiful. Yes, the studio and myself. And that was go produce where I interview music industry professionals. Beautiful. Uh, share a little yeah. bit about uh, what Go Produce is all about, and I would definitely urge my listeners to go check it out if you're interested in music and uh, you yeah. love great beats. Go check out Go Produce, but share a little about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go Produce. Thank you for the call out. Thank you for the call out. Go Produce. Now, Go Produce. It's a it's a podcast where I interview music industry professionals and I explore how they turn their passions into profit. I also want to say a lot of people like profit is not all about the dollar bill. I know that. Um, I like to say profit is how can you benefit and grow from this experience that we're having while making music, while sharing music. So you can build relationships, you can develop a community, you can get paid. All of this is profit. And we'd like to explore that from different aspects so that you can get a holistic picture. The reason I'm doing this really, or we're doing this, or I wanted to start it is because I need to learn about the music industry. I need to make connections. I need to make strategic relationships. And what better way to do this other than actually getting in front of other people that are 
actively doing within the industry and and chat with them um it's it's been an incredible experience so far it's been tough to keep up we're managing teams we're doing this meeting deadlines not meeting deadlines because something happens but um it's been a very real process and it has it has quite accelerated what we're trying to do so I'm happy that we stuck out with it. I, I don't have it all figured out, but I know that I'm doing something. Yeah, you're and on to something. Yeah, it's I'm confident that I'm doing something. Your mentors have had such a huge impact on your life, but would love to know a little bit about what are the exact call to actions that you think a youngster today can take in order to you know try to find how to live their life with true intention and how to find the purpose of their life why they're here why they're on earth and what are they here to do so something about that little tips and tricks maybe something that they can do to find their calling absolutely absolutely i think in order for me to best answer that question for the individual i need to hear the individual however if i'm speaking to a general young group of people that are looking for some kind of change or looking to understand a situation that you don't necessarily feel comfortable in and 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 you want out or you want you want you want to make a difference and I don't say that like in the world you want to make a difference in your life and those people around you that's that's how you start making a difference in the world if, really anyway so I would say find a way that you can channel your emotion into something outside of you that's kind of vague for me specifically i i write i write i don't i don't type keep that in mind sitting at a laptop and typing out is very different than actually grabbing a piece of pen and paper and just sh like sharing the thoughts that come to your mind i do this every day i started it in 2018 and when I started it, it was brutal, not going to lie. I mean, like I sat there for maybe 10 minutes. I sat there for maybe like 10 minutes and I wrote, I don't know what to write. <laughs> and so I, I closed the book. I was done. Two days passed. I'm not doing it. But it was sitting on my desk. And, you know, you know that you should and you know that you should. And you've got that voice in the back of your head, your subconscious. Listen to that. And then build that routine. If you're able to do something so minuscule, like five, mm -hmm. 10 minutes of expression per day, mm -hmm. that's a fantastic place to start. It's, it's a combination of processing your emotion and repetition. Yeah. It might start once, twice a week, but if you can build that to doing it every single day and, and, and without debate, like this becomes priority you do it. <laughs> I think that's the easiest way to quickly see dramatic change. And I want to say it's the simplest way, not the easiest way. It's the simplest way, but it's far from easy. Even today, three years into it with my writing, I'm writing full pages now and I do so in about half an hour. Like I'm actually sitting there half an hour every day. First thing I do in the morning, because that's when I have my most energy. So like, that's why I, I want to process it all. Um, and even, even today, I have difficult times sitting down and actually doing it. Maybe I'll sit on my bed for five minutes and like, oh, I don't, I don't want to sit down and write my journal. 
but you better believe I'm doing it because if I don't do it today, tomorrow, I have a blank page and then I have to write two pages. And I know that I'm going to get stuck in that. I know that's going to bother me if I don't do it because I'm so far into the routine of doing it. And because I'm in the routine of doing, everything else becomes easier to do. So that's such a great example, uh, Louis. Um, of course, and, and it's been such a beautiful conversation, you know, going through your life experiences, your families, um, your background, your challenges that you faced while having to move to a new country um, goes on to show a lot. Um, but that comes, that really brings me to the final segment of the show where I'd uh, want to talk a little about this production that you're working on. It's been it's been a very long timing, I gotta say, uh, relatively long time coming. Um, but I started writing August 2018, the 30, the 30 verses. And then after that challenge, I was like, why don't I try actually write real songs? And that's very different than just writing a chorus, than just writing a couple of rhymes because you're trying to tell a story, you're trying to convey an emotion throughout, you're trying to match the actual melody that is in the song, you're, you're, you're doing a whole lot with this song. Um, so I began spending some time learning how to do that, lots of hours on YouTube, um, lots of hours of actually just listening to music, and, and I don't mean hearing the music, like you, got, you could put music on in the background, and you, could, you can even dance to it, but you're not listening to it, you know? Um, I would actively just sit there, do nothing, and like practice the rhythm, see how the artist is using the, the song to their advantage, how they're playing the pockets, that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's a little bit more than the average listener, music listener would do, but that's what you have to do if you want to truly understand the art. And in doing so, I started writing my own songs. Um, that being said, they, the, the six songs are written um, I do have more songs, but these are the six songs that I want to start with my release. So I do have a verse that I'm willing to share of one of them. Well, it's called Happy Rap. That's the mo most exciting term that I've heard. Alrighty. So I don't actually have the instrumental with me. I'm, I'm going to give you the acapella verse um, and I'll read it a little bit slower so we can actually take it in. But this is one of the first songs that I actually wrote and it's called I Got You. And it, when I wrote this song, it was almost a song or a message that I was writing to myself to reaffirm that, hey, you might not necessarily know what you're doing and you may have had like a couple of mistakes in the past, but I got you. You know, this is a, a reaffirming message Beautiful. that you can do this. All right. <clears throat> well, I want to start with thank you. I used to be so lost. My mind went from blank to bursting from the rim, quickly forced to learn to swim, hanging by a limb. The greatest struggle is within. Hold on, don't go, don't jump though. What you mean, how we're living is a dump though. Yeah, I've been all up in a slump, yo. And now it's getting pretty drunk, bro. Wow, wow, that feels so long ago now. It's been a rocky road, but now I am so proud. I still trip on traps, so I take a step back, recalculate my plan and proceed by using maps. <laughs> now I move through my life with some direction. All I do with my life is build projections. Not an architect, but these are my etchings. Nor am I Arnold, but here I am flexing. <laughs> That's the first verse that we wrote there. It is so deep and I love the way that you delivered it. Like saying I got you. So yeah, that's beautiful. I got you. I got you. Yes. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm almost feeling like I do the second verse as well, just 
for time. Because the stage is all yours. <laughs> okay, we'll do the second verse. Maybe now you're thinking why I should love me. Because without it is when you're truly lonely. Caught up inside without any doubt. It's a bloody demise. Don't scream or shout. If you do it, then you prove it that you're about to lose it. They'll abuse it and misuse it. Be the one to disprove it. Yes, I can do anything, man. Those who finished always seem to have a plan. But that will change my life. That's up to you. Ain't nobody got a knife up to your neck. Show yourself some respect. Love yourself every day. Yeah, it's a bet. Take a look in the mirror. Is it not you? Is it fake? Is it lies? Or is it really true? It sucked quite a lot, but we got through. Because I can do anything I set my mind to. Yeah. I'm so happy Amazing. you decided you. to share this. And I think this is the only platform you decided to share this. So this is kind of a pre-release. Yeah. To a your... pre-release, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that before. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks a ton. Um, the last, you know, we can't let you leave. And of course, so much fun just getting to chat with you. Um, I agree. You know, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I like to end by saying that despite what has happened in your past um that doesn't define who you are going to be in the future it will reflect on who you can become um, but don't let that hold you back from doing anything differently and if you let other people tell you what's to think of yourself you've lost the game so so decide who you want to be make that decision every day and live up to that every single day you got this I don't think there could have been any better message. Or and thank you so much, Leo, for sharing this and being so candid and open about all the struggles that you had. I'm sure everybody listening would draw so much value um, out of all that you've done. So thank you so much for sharing. No that. problem. It was a privilege being here. It was lovely having you. Cheers. You've reached the end of another episode of Buddha is Calling podcast. Connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the rate Buddha is Calling podcast, your favorite podcast on finding your life's purpose and identifying your true passion is available on all leading podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Do not forget to leave us a review and share your favorite part of the episode. See you at the next episode where we continue on this mission to help you find your life's true calling.